podcast that explores the logic behind physiological birth practices and is a production of the Indie Birth Association and IndieBirth.com. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. All right, so hi everybody who's listening or watching. Um, welcome to this episode of Well Actually, which is my podcast that I do through Indie Birth. Um, I'm Margot Blackstone. And today I have a special guest joining me, which I'm so excited about. Uh, her name is Ijoma, which I think I said right. Yes, you did. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, and she's going to share uh, some of her birth experiences with us. And I'm really excited. Um, she is a doula, a pregnancy yoga teacher, and a mom, and a baby yoga teacher too, which I would love to know more about that as well. Yeah. Um, he is passionate beyond words about birth and everything related to it, more so now after the birth of uh, her second baby, Uma. Yes, yes. We'll be hearing about. So welcome to the podcast, and thank you for taking some time out to join me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Margot. Thank you. It's yeah. nice to be here. <laughs> yeah. So it's evening where you're at, right? Yes, it's, um, it's 5 p.m. Yes. Okay. And it's morning over here in snowy Minnesota. Um, oh, lovely. We don't have any snow here. It's just like cold and no snow. I'm like, what's the point of it all? <laughs> um, so we had this really fun thread, which I think I'm going to try and do more regularly in one of our indie birth groups asking for people to post photos, right, of their birth experience that they wanted to share. And it turned into this really amazing, gigantic thread of all these really cool birth photos. And one of them was one that you posted. And I can't remember exactly what you said, but you, you know, included some text with it. And you said something about it being an unassisted breach home birth. Yes. And something about it, the photo and what you said about it just made me think like, I need to talk to you and learn more about this because it's really interesting. So uh, you graciously have agreed to, to talk with us a little bit, and I'm so glad. So um, where should we start? Um, I'm going to put up the link to your birth story so that people right. can read it on your blog as well. Um, but maybe tell me, how did you come to the point of wanting an unassisted birth? And sort of how did that, like, how did that happen? I mean, oh God, it, it was a long journey. I mean, for me, I mean, I didn't actually know that I was going to go unassisted right up until like two weeks before, you know, the birth of the baby. So it's not something I decided, you know. So I, I think it all, it all started when I was pregnant with my first baby mm -hmm. and the experience that I had with that. And I was just adamant that this second time around was going to be different. That was, that was the thing that was just carrying me through the whole thing. I just, I just thought to myself, it cannot be how it was last time. It just cannot be like that. You know, I felt, I felt all sorts of, th all sorts of things. I mean, is it okay if I talk about it now? I mean, yeah, go for it. Um, so it was like, um, so it was a five day labor that I had and I kept going into the hospital, to, uh, to the uh, midwife led unit to get checked. And, um, and I was too excited, I think, you know, and I was naive and I didn't do a lot of research, a lot of reading and my waters broke at some point. And then there was meconium in my waters and that kind of just set me on another kind of spiral and then I, w I just lost myself in that and I was like oh my god I can't be able to give birth in a midwife led unit because I have meconium in my waters because they won't let me you mm -hmm. know and I just and um 
yeah, so I went there and then they sent me to the hospital and I was crying. And then there was this thing about, oh, we need to rush. We need to get things going because baby has meconium and all these rush and things. And, uh, and I kind of just let myself get carried by that wave. You know, I just kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I, I had the power to object. I didn't, I didn't think I had the power to question anything because, you know, these people knew best, you know, and uh, whatever that meant. <laughs> so I kind of just let myself go with it, you know, and, um, you know, they broke my hindwaters and there was more meconium and everything just moved quite quickly. And then pain was unbearable for me. I had epidural and I was there lying on my back thinking, oh, my God, this is really not what I wanted. I mean, I mean, I had read. A few things I had read in the May, in a May's guide to childbirth and some things, and I had kind of had an idea of what I wanted, but I think I wasn't really prepared for the actual reality of the situation. And um, yeah, and my husband wasn't prepared at all. So and and it was just it was just a mess, you know. There was there lying and you know my legs up in the air, and at some point there were like ten. It was like I don't know, seven doctors, I don't know, whatever they're called, walking into the room with their white coats telling me, if you don't dilate in an hour, if you don't reach 10 centimeters in an hour, we're going to have to go to cesarean section. And I was like, oh, you're joking me. No way. I prepared for all of this and I'm having a cesarean section. This is not going to happen. So I remember telling my body, oh my God, please, please, just do it. Please, please, you know, just get there you know and it was nine centimeters when they were saying this and then I finally managed to my body managed to do that I don't know how under that pressure you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't if somebody was telling me that anyway my body did it you know and it was 10 centimeters and they came into the room and they're like okay so now we needed to push so I was told to push and then I had an they gave me an episiotomy and uh, it was a Vontu's delivery and baby got pulled out of me and and he was just like, the baby was born, you know, and on me. And I was like, and I remember crying in that moment with two things. I remember crying, being like, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And, like, she's here. And then crying because, oh, my God, my baby's here. You know, so there was two, there was mixed feelings with it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was just like, you know, okay, so that is not going to happen again this time, you know, so, you know, so I finished doing that, you know, did all of that, and it was, you know, it had all sorts of things in me, I had to work through quite a lot of stuff, and I worked through trust with my husband, because, you know, I remember, I remember at some point, I remember thinking, oh, I want to do that, I'm going to get a doula, and I remember talking to my husband, and he's like, oh, I'm not sure about this doula thing, because I wasn't sure about it, of course he wasn't sure, you know, I was like, well, okay, well, if you, you know, and then I was like, oh, you were not there for me, and then that's all these things, and so the second time around, I was like, I'm having a doula, you know, that is number one on my list, you know, so anyway, so it was all of that kind of, kind of just made me realize, I think, my naivety going into the situation, mm-hmm. um, thinking that I knew and realizing that I didn't, and also trusting, you know, the system more than I trusted myself, you know, and that kind of, that was hurtful for me, you know, to realize that, that I was, because there's a thing we have in the UK where we do birth after thoughts, they call it, where you, um, after you've given birth, you know, however many years it's been, it doesn't matter, your files are kept. And then if you want to have a look at them, a midwife comes to your house and you can go through what happened step by step and kind of break it down in that way. And um, so, I, so I did that this, you know, when I was pregnant with Uma and I, and I just going through the whole thing and just, you know, just playing it all back in my mind and thinking, oh God, what was that? And then things in the notes, consent to episiotomy. And I was like, I don't remember being consent. What the, what? No one asked me. I was just cut. Consent to this. And I was like, what the, and I was like, 
So that was when I realized, I was like, okay, something funny going on in here. I was like, okay, all right. Thank you for the information. Not going to happen again. (laughs) So that was the, yeah, that was the kind of background. And that was the reason why I chose something different this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me, you know, I only read the the one, the latest, um, like the most recent blog post of yours. Um, and so maybe if I had dug further, I, this would have been answered, but either way. Um, yeah. yeah, What was your plan with the, the second pregnancy? It sounded like you were seeing midwives and you were sort of trying to figure out, and like you said, maybe you didn't decide for sure until like the very end, what you were really going to do. So like, how did that look? And yeah, let's start there, I guess. Okay. So, um, so I decided, so when I, Found that I was pregnant. I didn't approach or tell anyone apart from my husband and my friends, um, and I didn't tell. I didn't call the medical people until I was 18 weeks. You know, supposed to be 18 weeks. So I was like, I'm just gonna take my time because I remember first time I just jumped on it and I was like, I'm pregnant. Hey, stop poking around and start digging around and start doing stuff to me. I was like, actually, I'm not ill. <laughs> I feel great, so I'm just gonna do this in my own time. I think it was really, really important for me that I did things in my own time. That was the thing that I just didn't want to be pushed by anyone. I just felt because for the first um, birth, I felt like I just lost, I gave away my power to people, mm-hmm. you know, to people outside of myself. And it was really important for me to really, you know, tune into how I was feeling and really ask myself at every point, is this what I want, you know, to do? And to make the decision to choose something. You know, mm-hmm. to choose the antenatal visits, you know, and also, you know, having gone undergone to do the training and knowing that, oh, my God, you can actually choose this thing. So, you know, you can actually say to someone, actually, I'm going to see you. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so it was really important for me to say, OK, I would like this rather than like, now you need to do your antenatal appointment. Now you need to do this. Now you need to, which is what you get told, you know, and you never question that. You just go with the flow. And no one actually asks you, would you like to for me to take your blood pressure <laughs> would you like for me to touch you no one says that they just carry on and do that you know it was really important for me to choose this you know to choose you know um the fact that okay at 18 weeks i will call a midwife and that was my decision i will call a midwife and i will register my my and will tell them that i'm pregnant and then i remember calling them like oh have we have we missed you i did we not contact you i'm like no 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 i am i am just contacting you now to let you know you didn't miss me everything is fine i just wanted to know that this is going to be the case i'm like and they're like oh we need to hurry up and you know get you an appointment and whatever it was they were saying so i was just holding myself and i was like okay i'm not i do not want to have regular antenatal appointments mm-hmm. because i did not feel ill i did not feel that i needed it you know and at every point i was saying to myself i was going to be true if i felt i needed something i will call for it you know, but I will ask for it. I wouldn't let anybody tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It was really important for me to really tune into myself. So, so they, they made the appointment and they gave me, and I was like, okay, I'll just go and see this initial midwife, whatever. So I saw the initial thing. This is just to register your pregnancy. And so it's not really, it's like a GP or somebody you see, whatever. So she was asking me questions and na, na, na. And I was like, okay, na, na. And then she got to the birth part and she's like, oh, and uh, where would you like to give birth? I didn't think she was going to ask me this question. And I was like, oh, I'm, I am going to give birth at home. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she just took a pause because obviously, she, you know, they looked at my notes and I had given birth in the hospital, I had an epidural, I had also high risk because I had postpartum hemorrhage, um, whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she was just looking at me 
right, we'll, we'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this woman has no idea what she's saying. I'm like, I'm just going to play it cool. And it's going to be cool. So I answered all her questions, you know, with mm -hmm. a friend that held my hand and just made me feel really, okay, centered to myself, you know, and that was it for the first time around. And then the next time was to go and see the other midwife that was going to be my regular midwife. Mm -hmm. And this is when I decided that I will tell her that I will not be coming back for any more international appointments, that this is it, that that's it. And I will see her at the birth. <laughs> so I prepared myself, you know, I, I, you know, said to, because it was, a, it's, 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 a, it's really weird to, to challenge the system as, as it were, you know, like it, I felt like a little girl, you know, I was like, Oh my God, what's going on? I am a grown woman. Why do I feel all these feelings trying to tell somebody about what I want? I mean, at work, I wouldn't feel like this, you know? Right. You're made to feel so small and so like, oh God. Anyway, so it was really funny. So I went to the office, it was the day of the appointment. My husband couldn't come with me. So I went with Luna, my, my first child, and, she, and I sat down. So I waited to tell her at the end because I didn't want her to start telling me that I had issues or whatever. So I just, I was just listening to her. She's like, okay, so, you know, how they, you know, they so quick, they don't even look at your face. Like, okay, so IJ, blah, 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 Ijoma, okay, so you have the second baby. Okay, you're going to have a baby in the hospital. <laughs> this is what she said to me. You're going to have a baby in the hospital, okay, because you had postpartum hemorrhage. And okay, so we're going to do this. And then next appointment, I will see you you at um, blah 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 and she finished and she was like and uh, she's like okay that's it I'm like okay so is everything okay that's what I asked her is everything okay she's like yeah everything looks fine you're, you're healthy you're fine it's just uh, you're gonna have your baby in the hospital I'm like okay all right so um, I just wanted to tell you <laughs> that this is the last time I'm going to see you that I will have my baby at home and I was looking at her in the eye I was like I'm not going to waver I am going to stand strong myself I am going to have my baby at home she was just looking at me with her eyes popping out of her head and um, I would like you <laughs> I would like you to come home and drop the birth kit so that I'll have that and uh, I would like you guys to attend me at home as I have my baby and uh, um, we're not coming back that's the last time you're going to see me and you mentioned this postpartum hemorrhage thing um, but last time when you cut me at the hospital, when your, your, you, your guys cut me at the hospital and they gave me centimetering and they pulled on my placenta when it wasn't ready to come out. Do you not think that all this, that all these situations maybe contributed to the hemorrhage? And she's like, um, well, you know, because, you know, we can never, I'm like, how do you know where the blood is coming from? From the episiotomy, from the fact that you pulled me when I wasn't ready from... And I was like, okay, anyway, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just telling you that this is what it's going to be. She was really lovely. She was really, like, shocked, you know. But she's like, okay, I'll just make a note of that, you know. Just, and she was writing a lot of the notes, writing a lot. It was like, awkward silence, writing, writing, writing. And then after she said, okay, so I know what you're saying, but I, you know, so at this point, I would recommend that you speak to a consultant midwife, you know, because then she'll talk you through the process. And, and I was like, and I, I let her finish talking. She's like, she'll talk you through and then you plan and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I do not want to speak to anybody. <laughs> Please do not call me on the phone. Don't send me a letter. <laughs> I do not want to see anybody um, for this birth. That's it. That's it. I will just expect you at 36 weeks to drop the birth kit, at which, at which point I'll give you my birth plan. And that's it. Mm -hmm. um, she said, and I was like, okay, is that it? Okay, bye. <laughs> and I left and that was it. That was it. And that, and that was it. I was like, I'm not going to see anybody. And I just spent my time enjoying being pregnant, enjoying not being ill, not being 
poked and prodded and treated like I was diseased or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, good. So that was, I only saw her once. That's it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you say that you did a doula training at some point? No, no, I didn't tell her. No, I didn't tell her anything. I didn't but tell her. Did you? Oh, me. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, I did. Yes, yes. At yes. what point did you do that? Was that? So I did that um, a year before I was pregnant. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. So a year before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's such an amazing story. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I checked in with you about the doula thing because yeah. since you since you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I often tell the story of I saw an OB once in my pregnancy with my three and a half year old. And so I won't retell the whole story, but it was a really similar feeling of just like, and I don't, I don't think I did as good of a job as you at all in being really, it was, it was just so difficult. You know, I walked in there as a, you know, pretty advanced midwifery student and um, so difficult to voice what I wanted. I felt, yeah, like a little girl or like, um, I was afraid that they were going to be mad at me or, you know, we're the ones that are paying, we're paying them. I know, right? It's such an interesting, so that's an amazing story. I love that. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. So did they bring you the birth kit at 36 weeks? Yes. So I thought, so what happened? So when I hit, like before I hit 36 weeks, I went to the hospital and I dropped off the birth plan, my birth plan, which was like, do not touch me during the labor. Do not speak to me. Do not turn on the lights. Do not, do not come into the room. Do, it was a lot of do nots. Again, I felt like I needed to be clear about what I wanted. And then also I did put, if I go to the hospital, same above applies. Do not turn on the lights. Do not come into the room. Do not. If it's a cesarean section, I would like to hold my baby. I'd like to see my baby. So I put all the, you know, cause it all, yeah. everything I want in there. You know, I made it clear. And um, I do not want any vagina. And I said, I do not want anybody's hand in my vagina. <laughs> I was like, do not come near. And all these, I was like, very clear about it. You know, it must have been funny for her to read. So I, I went to the GP and I said, can you give this to midwife or whatever? So she phoned me up and she said, oh, I've received your birth plan. And I just have a couple of questions to, to ask. Can I come round to see you and, uh, and, and we can clear some things up? And I said to her, okay, okay, that's fine. You can come, come to my home. It was nice because she asked my permission. And that was so important to me, you know, for me to be in the position to agree or not, you know, to agree to receive her or not. And that was like, oh, I was just getting my power back from that. So she came home and she came and she said, oh, I'm going to drop the birth kit anyway, so I might as well just come, you know, we can have a chat about that at the same time. So she came into the house, and she dropped the birth kit, you know, in the, in the dining table. And she said, and she said okay, so um, I see, you know, where you said no vaginal, you know, um, you know no one to, to come touch your vagina or somewhere, and they hand in your vagina. She didn't say, she wasn't that prude. She was, she was, she was reserved. She was like, you don't want any vaginal examinations? <laughs> and I said, um... Yeah, I don't want that. She's like, well, how do we know if you're progressing or not? I'm like, I don't want that because I think that, that is going to affect my, my, my labor. I'm, very, I'm sure that that will affect my labor. I just don't want anybody to touch me. That is very important to me. And she said, okay, okay, that's fine. I'll just make a note of that. And then she said, um, is, there anything, is, is there anything you want me to do? You know, is there anything I can do for you? And that's when I thought, oh, well, I kind of been feeling baby in a, a weird I don't know if baby's head down or I don't know. It's been, and so I'm like, can you check? Is, is it okay if you can just check and tell me where baby is? And then this is when we went to my birthing room and we lay down on the floor. She walked in and she was like, all these yantras and all these things and all these cloths around. She was like, you know, okay, whatever. So I lay down and she used a pinard to check. 
and she was like, you know, took her time and she said, and then after she finished, like, she spent quite a bit of time pressing, you know, you know, mm -hmm. she said, I think your baby might be breached, but I think the head is up and the bum is down, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And, uh, but that's what I'm getting, you know, from the reading, but, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it might be breached. So at this point, we'll offer you the ECV, we'll offer you another scan, we'll offer you this and that and that. And I was like, okay, um, again, I let her finish her sentence or whatever it is she was offering me. And I said, um, no, thank you. Thank you very much. I think I'll just wait and see on the day what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, all right, I'll just make a note of that. And then I'll go. So she made a note, you know, and then she left. And then I went to my husband like, oh, no, she's breached. Oh, no, this is not happening to me. And I just broke down and I said to my husband, no, way. I can't do this. I can't, I can't. And he's like, come on, what's it? And I told him, he's like, just, you don't know. We're not sure. Why don't we just wait and see on the day what's going to happen? Um, and we'll just try the best we can and see what's going to happen. And then I said to and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, okay. So I was doing my inversions, spinning babies, you know, doing all the inversions. I went to see my osteopath, you know, try to turn, you know, loosen up my hips a bit so I can get more space. And I did this for like um, two weeks. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm tired. Okay, I'm not doing anything else. If they, we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I get a letter from the consultant midwife. I did, I did tell them not to send me a letter. So she was, but she sent me a letter. It's fine. She didn't send me a letter and she's like, I didn't read it. So I said my husband to read it because I was trying to protect my, 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 my mental well-being. I didn't want anything to bring me down. And I felt like it was a negative letter. So I didn't, I didn't read it. So she, she, um, oh, no, 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 before, no, 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 way before, no, before that, a week before I got the letter, I got a call from the consultant midwife. And she said, um, um, what's her name uh, my midwife had told her about my situation that my baby might be breached and they've offered me this that um, it'd be quite nice if i come and have that you know they'll be gentle and it's just for them to be sure with baby so on the day they'll know what kind of help i need and what kind of help they can provide and you know and all this stuff and and i was and i said to her you know i am not coming into the hospital for you to touch me i do not want anybody's hand on my body you know, I don't want anybody to touch me. I don't want anybody to try to turn baby. If baby's breached, we're going to find out on the day. And she said, oh, no, but, you know, if baby's breached, then we, if we don't have the people, you might need to transfer. So I was like, I'm not, that, I've told you what I'm telling you. I'm going to stay home, <laughs> okay? We'll find out on the day what is going to happen. I am not coming for you to try to talk me out of my, um, out of my plan. And, you know, and I know that part of this call is for you to try to convince me otherwise. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. That's it. I've said my piece. I'm going to stay at home and then we'll see what happens. And then we'll take it from there. And she was not happy with me, and um, I, I wasn't. I didn't care. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I, I have said. I, I yeah. said what I wanted to say, and that was the important thing for me. I didn't back down. I stood up for myself, you know. So after we had the conversation, she sent a letter. She's like, you know, um, with regards to our conversation, I'm just sending a, a letter, <laughs> you know, to you know. And then she presented the whole case again. You know, we need to know where baby is, so we need to know what kind of help you need on the day, and blah blah blah. And my husband read it, so I didn't really read it. So he just summarized the thing. Yeah. So he basically said to me, basically, what they're saying is that they might not come if you're in labor and baby's breached. That they they might not know how to support you. So I was like, okay, and that's the point. 
when I said to my husband, we're going to have to do it ourselves. That's the point I said that. Mm. This was two weeks before. So this was like two and a half weeks, three weeks before the birth. This is when I said, okay, honey, it's going to have to be me and you. And he looked at me and said, okay. And that was the point. And I was like, okay, we'll do it. So again, I commenced my research again. I started reading about breach birth. I was like, I cannot believe I'm having a breach baby. And my husband was like, how do you know she's breach? You don't even know. We're not sure. Stop telling yourself that she's breach. She might not be. But I'm like, oh, but what if she is? I need to be prepared. So I watched, I read a lot. And then, you know, and I watched a video of this lady. She was just like me, you know, giving birth to her baby was so powerful I, I put the video in my blog so if anybody is listening they can have a look and she was so i don't know so powerful and so it felt like a powerful and intense experience she had her husband and her doctor and some other people in the room so she did it wasn't a free birth but oh. still just seeing that it just clicked something in my brain you know the bum came out like a sandwich and then <laughs> the legs kind of popped out and then and then the head came out and that was it. And he felt that really, I don't know, it just really, something in my brain moved on that when I saw that picture and I felt like, oh, okay, um, I think we can do it. I think I, think I can, I think, I think that, that, that looks okay, actually. You know, and so I watched the video first and then I said to my husband, okay, so your role is gonna be, <laughs> because when I was watching the video, the, the doctor kind of put his hand in and popped the baby's legs out um, behind and and then that released um, the body and then the head came out so I said to my husband okay so what you're gonna have to do <laughs> is like you're gonna pop the legs out and he's like what are you talking about I'm like um do you want to see the video <laughs> so I showed him the video and he's like oh okay that's pretty easy he was so good he was just mm-hmm. I mean I said to my husband I mean like I don't know I, I, I cannot thank you enough like how he was so composed with everything and I was like yeah yeah it's fine I can do that Anyway, so I was like, okay, so that's your role. This is what we're going to do. And he's like, okay, that's fine. And then actually he didn't get to do that on the day. So, um, so that was the kind of background. That was the thing. So that was simmering away. I was like, okay, baby's breach. I'll just have to see. I'll just have to try. If this woman did it, she looks pretty okay. There's nothing extraordinary about her. She looked pretty normal. If she can do it. <laughs> she didn't have like, you know, shield and a sword or whatever and you know, if she can do it, I think, I think I can. I think yeah. I can. And that, and that really did it for me. That's awesome. That really yeah. So had you, like, known about unassisted birth or free birth or, you know, whatever we want to call it, like, long before that? Or you just had this innate sense that, like, that I'm just going to do it on my own? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't. I was like, am I doing something weird here? And then I started research and I'm like, oh, yeah, people do it. Actually, they call it free breath. Right. <laughs> two, two and a half weeks before I knew what this was. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know what it was before. I didn't know what it was. And then I was also reading this book by Veronica Robinson, The Breath Keepers. And that mm-hmm. really, and some of, some of the women there, um, did, did you get the name? It's um, The yeah. Breath Keepers. The Birth Keepers by what was the author's name? Veronica, Veronica something Robinson. I don't know what her middle name is. Yeah. So, and some of the women in there had, you know, had free birth. And then I was like, oh, that's, that's actually, that's a thing, you know. And my husband's like, of course it's a thing. You know, how did women, you know, do millions of years ago? And, you know, do you think they had all this stuff? He, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. I don't know why I didn't actually think about that. So that was when I was like, okay, so it's going to have to be us in the room. 
we'll, we'll just see what happens. We'll just see. Yeah. yeah. So did you have like, did you, so where did this get left then with the midwives? Were they sort of like still not like they weren't sure if they were going to come and you, were your plan was to not call them unless you felt like you yes. wanted to or yeah. something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was the plan. The plan, what I said to her last time we met was like, um, I was like, um, if I, if I, I said to her, I'll call you because then I was still thinking I would have her. And then I said to her, I said to her, if I go over to you, I do not want you to call me until like a week after. Don't call me like the day, like the hour after start telling me, gee, what's coming for an induction? Because I'm going to hang up the phone, you know, because that's what they do. You, you just like late by like one hour. Okay. So, so do you want an induction? I was like, don't call me. So I said, that's why I said to her, I'll see you at the birth. If not, don't call me on the week after and then we'll see. That's what I said. Nice. Yeah, so that's how we left it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so is there anything else in the pregnancy you wanted to talk about, or should we? Um, pregnancy. Um, I don't know. That was it, really. I just read a lot. You know, I just filled my head with research and, and stuff. And I was just preparing for any scenario, like any birth situation possible. You know, I read everything. Thing. And, and more so about meconium because I had it last time. Mm-hmm. So like, if this comes again, I don't want it to have the same effect that it did on me because that's when I felt my whole birth plan just kind of went to pots, you know, when, mm-hmm. I, when there was meconium in the water. So I felt I needed to read a lot about that to make sure that I understood what's the thing and then actually realizing actually that's not a thing. This situation that people are scared of only happens, it's very rare. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, now I know what to do. I'm happy with that. And just preparing and gathering stuff and making sure I had stuff ready. And yeah, that was it really. And that was it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us about the birth. What happened? <laughs> so, um, so what happened? So I, I was feeling, you know, like this kind of primordial labor, like about two weeks before baby was actually born. So I remember some nights I would just be feeling it really heavily and and I said to my husband, oh, maybe it's tonight. And then I'd be moaning and groaning in the bed and just really riding it. And then, and then I'll just have like a really lovely sleep. And then we'll wake up in the morning and we'll look at each other and just burst out laughing. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that was nothing. You know, it was just really funny to me. And there's nothing going on. And then this day, uh, I kind of woke up and I just felt, you know, when you just, it's like the day before your period, you know, you just feel this kind of haze and I remember I just I was like it's just delicious I remember this feeling quite well you know every time I have my period I'm just like yeah this was the feeling you know, <laughs> just kind of you know waddling downstairs and going to pee again and then I just wiped myself and there was this very faint show on the tissue and I was like oh, it's coming and I was like okay patience patience that was my mantra I mean I made a plaque of patience and put it beside my bed I was like, just patience, no need to get overexcited about anything. So I happily waddled upstairs. I couldn't sleep because even though I said patience, I was a bit excited. So I was yeah. <laughs> staying awake and feeling the deliciousness of it. I was like, oh, it's coming, it's going. And I was really excited. I was really, really excited at the beginning. But I was like, okay, patience, don't know it, don't be excited. Just ride it, just be calm. And then my husband woke up and he looked at me. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just playing a game. I think baby's coming today in the very, I tried to say it in the very, in a very non-excited voice. <laughs> I was like, I think baby's coming today. And he's like, uh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I think, but just go to work and then we'll see. 
Um, so he went to work. As he was going to work, I was feeling this bubble, this thing all around my face. You know, it was like, oh, it's so lovely. Um, so he went to work. And then when he went to work, I started to feel a bit like it started to come on a bit more. But then I had Luna and she had to go to nursery. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, if this really kicks up. I can't take her to nursery. Um, so around, I think around like 10 o'clock was when it started to get a bit more like, and then you're coming all over me saying mommy 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 and i was like oh i can't hear this voice anymore <laughs> this is so annoying <laughs> i need to concentrate <laughs> so i called my husband i told him you have to come home so he came home around like 12 i think and took care of luna made lunch and i remember just coming downstairs still feeling like writing mm, mm, it and um and i had lunch and i was like oh my god this is the last lunch maybe I'm going to be eating on my own, really loading up on that energy. Um, and after that, I just went upstairs quietly and he just took care of everything. So I was in the bed, just really moving with it. It started to get intense and he took Luna to nursery, came back, started preparing the pool, you know, started preparing, doing everything we talked about, talking to me also in the bed, mm -hmm. all the essential oils and all the flowers and everything, just exactly like I wanted, you know, it was just perfect. <laughs> And, um, and then, uh, and then as he was doing all of that, I remember just feeling, it was just feeling very heavy, you know, just down there was just feeling really heavy. <clears throat> and then he said to me, Oh, I need to go and pick up, uh, um, Luna. And I was like, oh, no, don't leave me. Don't. <laughs> Baby's going to come. No way. And then I'm like, don't go. And he's like, no, I'll be back. I'll be back as soon as you know. Don't worry. I won't be long. And literally it was like, I lay down and got up and he'd come back. I'm yeah. like, how I mean, it was just like a bit you know it was a bit weird in my head i didn't know what was going on it was all like oh. anyway when he came back i was like oh my god he's back and uh he brought a bucket and i was like I, f I feel like i need to push honey you need to and bring something i can't go downstairs and he brought a bucket upstairs and i was in the bed i remember i remember at this point lying in the bed and just feeling all these intensity it was just really and i felt and i remember okay so i remember listening so i put in i had a playlist so I put on my music and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this throughout labor, just flowing in the sounds. And then, because I'd listened to this particular music like for two months, every night, continuously, like nonstop every night. Mm -hmm. And just listening to one round, it just went around the playlist and it started again. And I was like, no, I can't, I, that's it, I'm done. That was, that, that, that's all I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. I was like, just shut that off, please. <laughs> no more music. I just needed like the silence. I wanted to, it felt like I was listening in to the constructions, you know, because mm -hmm. they were just coming and I felt like I didn't want to be distracted. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to focus on anything else. It felt like when I focused on anything else, it was unbearable for me. Yeah. But when I focused in on it, like really, like, like, like we do the meditation, like really focusing in on it, it just, the waves just went over me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so, so that was really, so I was just riding in this way. And I remember at some point, because I was on my side, I was on my side for the whole of my labor. I was lying on one side. So at some point, my doula brain kicked in. And I was like, hi, Jay, what are you doing on your side? You need to get up on all fours. This is not a good position to birth your baby. And I got up. I, well, kind of, I didn't get up. I kind of tried to pull myself up into all fours. And I'm telling you, I have never felt such pain ever. It was, it was, it was going to drive me crazy. It really, it just toppled me over. I was like, okay, all fours not working down on your side, you know? And that was really a humbling experience for me feeling mm -hmm. that thinking actually 
all fours might work with other people. All fours are just not working for you right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, that's a really good lesson. Because I was taking notes, you know? I was in labor and I was taking notes in my head. I was like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> Something to remember for later. Okay. <laughs> so meanwhile, I was doing all of this. Intensity was getting strong. Bucket by my side. And then I felt like I want to push. I was like, oh my God, baby's coming now. This is amazing. This is incredible. How quick? And I just knelt down. I just try to pull myself down on the edge of the bed, knelt down and just pushed. And it, well, I didn't actually push my body, just pushed something out and it popped. It went, all the water just went whoosh, out and it was brown. There was meconium in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, there was no, and I just, okay. And I just went back to the bed. That was it. There was no, it was, there was just nothing. There was no movement in my consciousness about this. It was just, okay well okay and i just went in the bed that was it that was it that was the meconium side of the story that was it and i I just i felt so good in myself like and i and 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 this kind of trust the feeling that if anything was wrong i would also feel that if anything Mm -hmm. was not right i i trusted my body enough to tell me ij you need to do something and it was just not doing that just laying back in bed again flowing with it just flowing with it it was just concentrating on it concentrating on it and then I remember at some point thinking, oh, I can't, I, 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 need, the, I, need, I need something, I need the water, you know, because we had the pool downstairs. I'm like, okay, this is, I think this is the time for the water, okay? So I just went, I don't know how I got downstairs, I'm telling you. But I, I don't know, I felt, thinking back now, I was, it was like, it's a superhuman feat. You know, yeah. I don't know how I got downstairs. I rolled myself downstairs. I remember I was walking out, I said to my husband, so I was like, is the pool ready? The pool? And he's like, Oh, no, honey, it's not ready. It needs a bit more time. And I, I just kind of brushed him aside and just plunked myself in the pool. And it was like, plush. I was like, ah. I was like, oh, my God, this is true what they say. Water is amazing, actually. And the notes from my brain cells. So I was like, ah, this is good. It felt amazing just to be in the water. Uh, that was calm everything down a bit. And that was really lovely. Just calming everything down. I was on my birthing and I started to look at all my pictures and all my yantras and all the things that I'd drawn and all the affirmations. And then my friend came over. My husband had called my friend. She, he, she came over and took my baby, took Luna mm-hmm. away to her house. She stayed with me for a little while, a little stroke. So that was my pause. That was a little pause. And then she left. And soon after that, it was just another kind of like, you know, the intensity of my body being squished and, I don't know, something going on in there. It was just like, I need to concentrate on the breath. Just breathe through it. Just breathe. And also having this moment of like, I remember, you know, when we have birth classes saying to women, you have to be appreciative of the contractions because they're going to bring your baby to you. So welcoming them. And I'm like, okay, now's the time to practice. IJ, go for it. It's like, okay, can I actually say this to myself? Come on, just welcome them in, you know. And that was hard, but somehow doing that really managed to turn the intensity down a bit, you know. Right. Just calm, just calling them, just like yes, thank you, thank you, calling it in. And then as I was doing that, I felt, oh my god, okay, I need, I need, I need hard, I need something hard. I need to get out of here. This is too soft. I need, I need something. I need to hold something, something hard. So I got out of the pool, went on the floor. <laughs> And then the urge came to push and I went with that feeling. And then I put myself outside. And I remember my husband coming to clean me and all that. And I was like, oh, that's not working. I need back in the water. And I staggered up again, back in the water. 
in the water. And then this kind of like, and then she started coming. So there was this like in and out thing going on. Like, you know, the feeling will come and then I'll go with it. And she would just kind of come out and then she'd go in again. She'd come out and she'd go in again. And I was like, what is that? What's going on? So I put my hand and I checked myself and I was like, what's going on? And then I felt it when she came forward. I was like, honey, that's not a head. That's a bum. That's a bum. She's breached. So that was when I had my confirmation. I was like, oh my God, she's breached. And it's like, okay, all right, just carry on. I was like, okay, in and out. So I was going in and out, in and out. And I was like, oh, what's going on? It's not. And I, and I had a moment. I remember I had a moment thinking, maybe we need to call a midwife. Maybe we need to call somebody, I said. Mm-hmm. I had this feeling come up. And then immediately I had the feeling there was like a millisecond of like quick processing of the process. They'll come in, they'll talk to me, they'll touch me, <laughs> they will turn on the lights and they will, they will panic and they will take me to the hospital. And, they, and, I, and I was like, oh God, that's really not what I want. And anyway, I said to my husband, do you think? And he's like, honey, is that what you want? Is that, you know, maybe we just try a bit more and then we'll see. And literally the next second, I had baby's bum in my hand, literally, literally. After, after I said that, it was like next push, oh, she was there. I was holding her bum in my hand like a sand. I will never forget this feeling. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is actually what I felt. I was like, what is going on? This is just amazing. She was in my hand. I held her bum in my hand. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? I mean... Oh my God. Okay. Next push. So she came out in three pushes. One push, her bum. Next push, I felt something kind of pop behind me. So my husband didn't need to do the special popping thing. He didn't need to do that. Something just kind of went. And I said to my husband, can you come in and have a look and see what's going on? What's, what, what's going on? He's like, her whole body's out. Even her legs came out with the second push. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, she's all out, honey. You just, it's just the head. And then he says to me, I will never forget the moment of looking at Uma all her body and no, no, no head. <laughs> she was just there like a flop, lying there and no head. He said, I would never forget that feeling. Anyway, so next push, the third push, it was just a little like sting and I kind of moved my pelvis forward. I remember that feeling and pop, she came out. She was born. And he handed her over to me, kind of glided her in the water and I held her. I was like, oh, she's here, my baby. She's here. And she, she was fluffy, you know, she was a bit like, rub. She, you know, I was like, don't panic, just rub it, just give it a little rub. I remember just sucking up her nose, there was not much in her nostrils, um, a little bit in her mouth, and then just sucked it up, just rubbed her, and said, come on, baby. And then she's just like, oh, you know, and just looked at me. And then that's when I just died a second time. <laughs> Big eyes. She, was like, she didn't cry, she looked at me. And I was like, oh my God, we did this. I cannot actually believe I'm holding my baby right now. It's amazing. And she just like, that was it. Yeah. And then that's when, we, that's when we took the picture that you, I was like, oh. take a picture because no, we haven't done anything. <laughs> take a picture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was it. That was it. And she was here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really amazing. Um, yeah, it's so cool to hear you 
talk about it because I feel like I didn't get some of well, I guess I got some of that from the blog post too but like that moment of like oh maybe I need somebody like have you read a lot about um like the fetal ejection reflex have you read like and like the adrenaline yes so that's like a really common thing and I had it happen with my birth too where I just had a moment of like I think I said like call an ambulance um but it felt so real to me in the moment everyone else was kind of just like uh, I think oh yeah um and you know I've seen other women do that too so that's cool to hear um, like that's probably what was going on for you too you know like that especially you know three pushes that's so amazing yeah, it's incredible. And yeah. I was like, um, that feeling, like you cannot deny this. You know, and I've, I've read about fetal ejection re- reflex by Michelle, mm-hmm. but f- actually feeling it, it was just like, I'm like, oh my God. Like I could just stay here and my body would just give birth to this baby. <laughs> like literally. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Yeah. So how was like the early postpartum with her? You didn't, you didn't have a hemorrhage. You didn't need oh. an episiotomy, obviously. Oh, yes, and- yes, obviously I didn't need that. I don't know why I needed it in the first breath. So after that, I mean, it was because it wasn't water and I didn't know how much blood I lost or whatever that was. And um, I remember after that, you know, holding her and I remember immediately putting her in the boob because I was like, you know, my doula brain, um, uh, baby, boob, placenta, you know, because it helps. And, and I remember her just like, I'm not ready for that boob, honey. Can you just take that away? And she actually fed like an hour later. She didn't feed until an hour later, postpartum. So that was really interesting. A, a new experience for me as well. Um, unlike my second baby, she, and she, which fed um, immediately. So after I had her, so I was just cuddling her because she just, you know, she's fine. So I was like, okay, I'm ready for the placenta. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it now. I'm ready. And then I remember like looking and my placenta was just there in between my legs. <laughs> and I was like, um, well, that was uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I just literally, it was just like a bit of it inside. I just pulled it. It was just there in between my legs. There was no fuss, no nothing. It just kind of slipped out. And I was like, okay, honey, go and get the seed from the kitchen. We're, 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 yeah, we're done. That was it. As I took her out, my legs were so tired. I remember trying to get out of the pool. It was like a superhuman strength, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, like against, like everything is just pushing you down, you know? So I wobbled and waddled with my husband, you know, trying to help me get me out of the pool. I plonked myself because we'd made, it, we'd made a, a bed beside the room. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah, we, sorry, can you hear me? Sorry, yes. that was my... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we made a bed beside the room and um, so I just kind of plucked myself on it, lay down. So we didn't, we had a lotus birth, so it, the, the cord wasn't cut. Um, so I remember lying there with her just beside me, not moving the placenta and the colander. It's probably one of the pictures in the blog is there. And I was just like, ah, and I was just in a bubble of bliss. I could not believe that I'd just given birth to a breech baby at home. And it was two feelings for me. One, it was extraordinary. And two, it was so normal. Right. <laughs> it, was, it just felt like going to make yourself a cup of tea. I was like, that was, a, it was, it was really weird. Like it felt like I'd done this amazing, amazing thing. And then on the other hand, it just felt like, uh, okay. Um, 
should I just go upstairs and have a nap? <laughs> it just felt like so ordinary and so normal and so, and it was oh, it just easy. And I also, again, just comparing it to my first birth where it was just a lot of noise and a lot of kerfuffle and a lot of stuff yeah. going on. And it was just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to go lie down. It felt really weird, really extraordinary and really ordinary at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. no drama, you know. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. No drama. But then it is like such a you know it's like one of the more dramatic things that our bodies <laughs> do, but it doesn't have to be dramatic in like the typical. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 So it was it was really weird for me to kind of feel the two feelings simultaneously. It was just like. On one hand, I was like, oh, my God, I'm just like, I don't know. And, you know, my brain just exploded into something. I think my brain underwent a chemical reaction or something. I don't know. It was just like. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it was like, oh, I just have a cup of tea. And that, 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 that was it. You know, I didn't hear. There was no, there was no, you know, in my body. I was just like, I was in awe. You know, I was just like, there's no words. I'm just like. So you, you can imagine how I feel now when people tell me like, oh, I'm really scared of giving. I'm like, you don't know the amazing thing your body can do. You have no, I mean, it's just, I mean, if I can do it, there's nothing really special about me. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just a normal like person walking around the world. If I could do it, believe me, believe me, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the trust is just unshakable. And this is why I say to women, I start, my baseline is I completely trust you. That's my baseline. Right. That's it. You know, that's where I start. Everything else is just, you know, you know, obviously there's differences, but that's where my start. After having this experience, it's just like, oh my God. Oh mm -hmm. my God. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like uh, having this experience with Uma's birth um, was healing for you? Like with the, after the first experience or what was that like for you yeah. um, emotionally? Yeah, I think I think it was really healing. Um, yeah, also healing for my relationship with my husband as well. You know, because we had this thing about him not, you know, and then he just went two hundred percent on Uma's breath, and I was just like, you know, it was like, oh, ooh. you know, it was just really blew my mind. I think it contributed to the thing because he was just perfect, the perfect doula. I don't know if I said it in my story, but you know, I remember when I was when I was wanting a doula for this birth. And the doula that I contacted was a lady that trained me. And she lives like in Glastonbury. She lives like two hours away. But I was like, I need you there. You need to come. And she's like, AJ, I'm coming for you. Don't worry. I'll be there. But then two weeks in, she said to me, oh, AJ, I'm so sorry. I just realized I have a conference and it clashes with your DJs. I can't. And I was like, no. And my husband stepped up. He said to me, honey, I'll be your doula. You know? Yeah. And I was like, what? And then there was this thing, like, I didn't really trust him because he had said something like this before. Right. But he, I, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But I trained him. I went through the whole thing with him. And he just surprised me. Like, surprise seems like an understatement. He was just perfect. Just giving me the space I needed. Like, you know, he didn't touch me, just touched me only once throughout the whole thing. Just, it was just so that really changed I think our relationship, you know, it was just amazing, you know, and also changed, I don't know, it was, 
has changed so many things, you know, in my life right now, just from that standpoint, very healing, you know, also, you know, very, very healing from the experience I had before. It was just like, oh my God, yes, I, I, I have recalled some of the power that I felt like I'd lost, you know, and that was really important. And also, you know, you were talking about postpartum. So after I had Uma, my, was, I had her at 41, what they call 41 weeks, whatever that, that is. Um, so this was at one point where I told my midwife, um, you can call me. You remember I told her, you can call yeah. me a week. So she called me right the next day after I'd given birth to Uma. And she said to me, um, so I'm just calling to check in, you know, if everything's okay, do you need us to you know, do anything for you, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I was like, oh, actually, I had my baby yesterday. <laughs> she said, um, and then it was really interesting what she said. What she said, she's like, um, so did you have it in the hospital? Did you call somebody in or did you have it on your own in the end? Mm-hmm. So she kind of guessed that I was going to do that. That was really interesting. And I was like, yeah, I had it on my own. She's like, okay, um, well, congratulations. You know, that's amazing. And um, do you want, um, shall we send somebody in? And I said, no, don't send anybody in. I want somebody to come on day three. So they came on day three, you know, to see Uma. And that was, again, respecting my wishes. And that was really important for me, you know? Mm. And uh, because I felt like any point, it could just be taken away from me where I would just, again, go with the flu and just get washed away. Um, so they came on day three. And then uh, this lady, she had never seen a lotus birth before because she was still attached on day three. And yeah. she said to me, oh my God, can I have a look? It was really lovely because she was, she was an older midwife and she was so inquisitive you know she was like really not judgmental she was really like oh my god you did this and then i told her at the end that she was brief. she was like oh. uh, she literally had her mouth open for like five minutes <laughs> she didn't say anything she was like, yeah. there was nobody here i was like no it was just me and my husband she was like, what <laughs> she was just like she's like i have never seen you know like she's like I just, i've never seen this before one first of all and she said to me I've only attended, and I, and I told her the reason why. I was like, if I was in the hospital, I would not be, I, I would probably still be in the hospital with a cesarean section. No one would let me have a birth cesarean section. They were just having all the excuses about why I shouldn't be doing this. And she said, it's a shame, but it's true. And that was really important that she admitted that. And she said, it's true. And she's like, for all my career, and she was old. She was like probably like 50s. And she said, in all my career, I've only seen like one vaginal breach birth, only one. Only one, and she's like the rest of them. This is a section. So he says it's true, and um, it's a shame, but it's true. Which is, you know, she said it's a shame because the art is is getting lost in midwifery. Because mm-hmm. if you have a breech baby, it's, you know, C-section is getting lost. They're not teaching women how to handle this situation. So she was really, but I really liked that because she was really understanding and empathetic, and and really admits that actually. Yeah, I would have had a cesarean section if I was in the hospital. And no. also really being like, can I touch your baby? You know, and I really like that. And she's like, is it okay if I touch your baby? Is it okay if I wait? Is it okay? And these little things really made a difference for me. Really made a difference for me. Really. So that was, that was just, yeah. Everything just went, you know, more than what I expected. Really, more than what I expected to happen. Amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And I'm so glad you've like articulated that so well, the, the asking and the, um, you know, having things be something you've actively chosen. You know, we talk about it, um, you know, like in our Indie Birthman with Free School and the other places that we talk about this and uh, Marin, I'm sure has a podcast about this too, but uh, we call it wise woman care. So the idea that you know, we as midwives are, are not the wise women, right? Like, 
um, unless we're the ones having the babies in that particular moment. But um, yeah, always deferring to the mother. And, you know, I tell people that, you know, I've had a bunch of interviews for clients in the last couple of weeks and, and I always try to stress that. And, and it's, there's people that get it. There's people who don't get it. But I always say, I, I ask everything, you know, from big to small things that seem benign or silly, you know, but um, obviously the big things most midwives ask about, but not all midwives ask about, you know, the, the really, the, the minutia. So yeah. Do you want to have your blood pressure taken today? Do you want me to feel your baby? Do you want to do a pee stick? Do you not? And, yes. and always asking it in a way that isn't leading or trying to convince, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not, not, not expecting a yes from it, you know, yeah. and, and be, being ready to hear a no and, you yeah. know, I may be having a conversation about it, you know? you know yeah exactly yeah you know and yeah so interesting that that how is that not the normal kind of care every like it's insane um you know and again like I've talked about it in other places the time I visited an OB uh, I was 34 weeks with my daughter and before I could even before I even noticed he was getting out a Doppler to listen I I had I there wasn't even enough time it was already on and it was like Uh, yeah yeah yeah. second there was no asking there was no nothing it was just like i left feeling like a you know like a cow or something yeah exactly exactly yeah like a little girl again that little girl you just have things done to you you don't object to it you just say actually you don't say anything really you know i don't we don't want to hear from you just lie there and present your belly you know these are women these are women you know these are not girls. These are we- I mean, even girls too. That yeah, girls just yeah, and that I mean that's yeah, that's a big project. Is how do yes. we raise our girls, you know, to not ever tolerate that kind of yes, yes, anybody. Oh, yes. Um, the other example I talk about is he measured my belly, and um, he was really worried that I had preeclampsia or was going to have preeclampsia, and blah blah blah. Um, because of my own history and so he measured my belly and so right he was worried that my baby was going to be too small and wanted to do an ultrasound to make sure baby was not too small which I never did and um, but he so he measured my belly and then didn't tell me what it was and I said well how many what was it how many centimeters was my belly and I was 34 and I was 34 centimeters and I was like oh I'm I'm measuring perfectly my baby seems like it's the perfect size and he's begrudgingly was like yeah i guess so maybe but i still oh, sound what is this yeah and withholding the information about my own body okay, i mean what is that what is that i mean that is not right that is not right that is not right oh, if you go in and they take your blood pressure they don't tell you what your normal is like you know i work with women all the time who are transferring from hospital care to home birth care with me and I'll say, oh, what's your normal blood pressure? They have no idea. Taken ten times, but no one ever told them. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. So it is. It is really. It is. This is a, this is a really big, you know. And, and I think it's gone into that stage where women expect to be treated like this, you mm-hmm. know. And then you're coming, you know, you know, with the work that you do, which I love. I mean, I'm I'm like, oh my god, the midwives like you exist. I'm like, okay, so there's no, you know, like there's there's still hope in this world, you know, because I feel so 
I mean, oftentimes when people come tell me this and, and the women are just accepting things that are told to them and no one is asking questions because they're like, you know, and I'm saying, did you ask? And they're looking at me like, uh, what are you talking about? It's like this kind of like, you just don't ask. You just accept what is wrong with you. You know, like, what is wrong with you? Why are you asking questions? I'm like, why do you ask? You know? And that's the thing that bothers me, you know, we just accept these things. And then you have your baby and then it's like, oh, as long as the baby's fine, then everything is okay, right? You know, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no. But uh, yeah, but I'm glad that women like you exist. I am glad. Uh, it makes, it makes, it, it brings joy to my heart. It's like, yes, yes. Well, yes. likewise, same. <laughs> yes, um. yes. Yeah. Is there, you know, anything else that you feel like you want to, any like words of advice you want to uh, bestow upon our listeners or watchers if they're, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing with their birth and what their plan is? Oh. Or maybe their baby's breech. Oh, maybe. Uh, one thing for sure. If your baby is breech, really, you know, I think it also helps to watch, watch some animal videos, you know, of animals giving birth in nature breech is not abnormal it is not abnormal you know it's just the thing that is not seen the most in hospitals that's how i like to say it you know mm -hmm. thinking that baby thinking that breach is abnormal and everyone and i and i get it and it's fine you know people trying to turn baby and do all these things for me personally i feel it sends a message to my body saying you didn't get it right so mm -hmm. i'm gonna help you out <laughs> you know and that is, is you know it's like you know, and it's just trust. Your body can do it. I mean, if my body can do it, ain't nothing special about me. You know, I'm just saying, you know, if my body can do it, you can definitely, definitely do it. Definitely. There's nothing to be scared of in breach. That's just my thing. And, and normally with just being pregnant. Hello, honey. I'm just having a chance. Wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. We're totally, that's. All that's, right. Yeah. Okay, wait, I'm coming. Okay, I'm coming. Um, yeah, with, with being pregnant, it's just like, just, you know, get yourself informed. Just, yeah. you know, just make sure you know, you know, the ins and outs of, you know, where you put yourself, you know, and with who you put yourself with, you know, and really just, you know, take everything with a pinch of salt. Don't trust all these things that you're being told 100%. Try to find things out for yourself. And right. confirm with yourself if it's true, if it's true with yourself, rather than just going, bobbing along and going with like, yes, 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 yes. It's like, actually, how do I feel about this? Just mm -hmm. a little question. How do I feel about this? And it changes everything. Changes everything. Yeah. Absolutely. No matter, yeah. even if you're seeing midwives, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Um, I would yeah, I would point people towards our um, free Facebook groups, which is where we met, where I've found yes. you to talk yes. with. Um, uh, there's Indie Birth Community, and then there's an Indie Birth Nutrition group. There's We have too many at this point, but then we also have the Indie Birth Association page, which is a great way to stay uh, current on all of our most recent podcasts and um, articles and that sort of thing. Um, we're redoing the indiebirth.com website in the next few months. So it's going to be way more user-friendly and easier to find um, all the resources that we have for, for women that are looking for them. So um, yeah. And we're also in 2018 redoing our online childbirth ed class, which I think is a really great option for people um, 
that are looking to learn more about birth and um, from our perspective and how the hormones work and how it feels and the anatomy and physiology and like all the fun stuff from, from the indie birth perspective. So that's my plug. (laughs) But yeah, I guess we can say bye for now and thanks everyone for listening and watching and thank you so much again. Uh, Idioma. I said it right. Oh, wow. You are rocking this name. (laughs) Um, for, for being here and sharing your wisdom because that was really super special and I'm sure it's going to touch a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, signing off for now, everybody, and uh, stay tuned for future podcasts. Bye.